is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. There's an enormous amount of material I would like to address today, but I'm not going to be able to get to all of it because we only have a three-hour show, which is why I'm flirting with adding additional things to the programming here in the next several months because I don't have enough time to do it all. Three hours on a Monday like this is just not enough, Mr. Producer. Do you agree? It's it's overwhelming right now. Particularly when you break it down the way we're going to break it down here. Let's start with Russia. But take it from a little bit of a different perspective. What do we learn from Russia? What do we learn from what just took place? When you have an autocracy, whether it's an autocracy, a Marxist autocracy, or a fascistic autocracy, or whatever kind, you have the inability to have comedy, C-O-M-I-T-Y. You have the inability to have quote-unquote bipartisanship. You have the inability to cooperate, and the inability, of course, to unite. So the long knives are out in Russia. Putin survived this one for now. This deal he made with the head of the Wagner Group uh, is a facade. They're going to try and find him and kill him, as they will anybody who supported him. On the other hand, Putin can't kill everybody. And these are militia. They're not regular army. Now, they're all supposed to go home, wherever home is. But at some point, some of them may decide to take out Putin or one of his men. We don't know. What we do know is it's not a free country. That's not the kind of country you and I want to live in. And they're all different kinds of tyrannies. 
We've talked about this. Sometimes we have tyrannies that are elected. Sometimes we have tyrannies of the mob. Sometimes we have tyrannies of the iron fist. One man rule. All kinds of tyrannies out there. And all of them are a threat to a republic like ours. We have tyranny in our own country. We have an entity in our own country that embraces tyranny, often tries to camouflage it, but less so now, and that is more inclined towards totalitarianism than small-r republicanism or constitutionalism. And that is today's Democrat Party. Now, there was a piece I saw in the Wall Street Journal that was actually quite brilliant by Barton Swain. It says, President Biden's re-election announcement video warned that MAGA extremists are lining up to repeal bedrock freedoms. Uh-oh, what freedoms? The extremists plan on, quote, dictating what health care decisions women can make, banning books, and telling people who they love, excuse me, who they can love, all by making it more difficult for you to be able to vote, unquote. It was a perfect expression of the paranoid state in which American progressivism finds itself. (coughs) Excuse me, I wish they would stop using that word progressivism. It's Marxism. I will use it because it's his piece, not mine, but leave aside for a moment the line about dictating what healthcare decisions women can make, a euphemism referenced to abortion. The only threats on Biden's list, banning books, telling people who they can love and voter suppression, are literally non-existent. Mr. Biden isn't engaged in the time-honored political craft of exaggeration. He's seeing things that aren't there. Liberal commentators have been ridiculing conservatives for fears. That is, fearing negligible or non-existent threats for as long as I can remember, he writes. Communist infiltration during the Cold War, Islamic extremism in the 2000s, illegal immigration in 2010s, gender ideology in the 2020s. The right might or might not have exaggerated the urgency of these problems, but they were or are problems. That is not the case with an array of issues Democratic politicians and progressive intellectuals, a.k.a. Marxists, are exercised about in 2023. You often feel they're so invested in the idea of a delusional right that they can't perceive their own penchant for dreaming up non-existent threats. And it goes on in a very excellent way. Does that... uh, does that article now in connection with that I want to link something up again what's going on in our country the Democrat Party I mean we have an election coming up this is why there's no time than the present to be talking about these things and then to link them into what's taking place in our country as I'm going to do there was a philosopher he was a journalist gentleman by the name of Raymond Aron, A-R-O-N. I've written about him before. I've talked to you about him before. He's a French philosopher. He's a great, great thinker. He said when a 
party, one party alone, has the monopoly of political activity. The state is indissoluble linked to it. That is, they're one and the same. In a multi-party regime in the West, the state boasts of not being circumscribed by the ideas of any competing parties. The state is neutral through the fact that it tolerates a plurality of parties. And I add, in the United States, it can now be said that the monopoly party, or at least the dominant party, is the Democrat Party. Indeed, the vast administrative state built mostly, albeit not exclusively, by the Democrat Party issues edicts, dictates, regulations, rules, fines, penalties, that serve the ideological purposes of the Democrat Party, whether the Democrat Party is in power or not. This is me speaking. It requires the affirmative intervention of a Republican administration to roll back, stop, or replace the trajectory of administrative state power exercised on behalf of the Democrat Party. You call it the swamp, but it is what it is. The administrative state often seeks to sabotage Republican Party initiatives and policies, thereby countering the decision of the electorate, in particular, election cycle. Indeed, it can be said that the administrative state has essentially become a permanent appendage of the Democrat Party. That is the swamp, as you say. Consequently, even though elections are held, the Democrat Party has a permanent hold on major aspects of the government and policymaking. The more powerful the central government becomes with ubiquitous tentacles, unlimited resources, increasing police powers, the more powerful the Democrat Party becomes. So Raymond Aron goes on. He says, in a one-party regime, the state is a party state, inseparable from the party which monopolizes legitimate political activity. If instead of a state of parties, a party state exists, the state will be obliged to restrict freedom of political discussion. This should all sound familiar to you now, folks, since the state presupposes as absolutely valid the ideology of the monopolistic party our case, the Democrat Party. It cannot officially allow this ideology to be called into question. In fact, the restriction on freedom of political discussion varies varies in degree according to the regimes of a single party. But the essence of a single party regime, which the state is defined by the ideology of the monopolistic party, is not to accept all the ideas and to prevent some ideas relating to the party from being openly debated. And I say this is where the Democrat Party is driving America. The power and control of the Democrat Party and allegiance to it and its ideology, above all else, is the ends. At least with regard, writes her own, to those who do not belong to the monopolistic party, the party state, the Democrat Party, I'm arguing, is the party state. It's now the party state reserves for itself almost unbounded possibilities of action. Besides, if the monopoly is justified by the vastness of the revolutionary changes to be achieved, how can one ask the exercise of power to be moderate and even legal? It's exactly. Hence, the Democrat Party's endless intrusions, I write, into our lives and self-righteous justifications for it. For those who love our country... And the principles and values on which it was founded, the Democrat Party has pushed and dragged the nation 
into a disastrous and perilous place. Decades of usurpations of the Constitution, family, and faith. Look what's going on in New Jersey with parental control now. You actually have the governor and the attorney general suing localities to impose on them the right of the educational bureaucracy to keep from parents the so-called transitioning, gender transitioning of their children. It's unbelievable. So I say decades of usurpations of the Constitution, family, and faith, and abuses of power and governance in support of a so-called progressive agenda, or more to the point, Marxist theories and models of ruling, are destroying our country from within. And the pace of the decay has quickened, and the extent has broadened. Three paragraphs from the new book, The Democrat Party Hates America. It is a longer book, and so from time to time I'm going to be pulling little passages out. I'm not going to use, I'll use the word, monopolize the program with it. But the purpose of this book is it's relatable to everything that's taking place in this country. Everything. What I just read to you there is the nature of the Democrat Party. And what I say later, and I won't read it to you, I'll just tell you, is that the Democrat Party is not merely a political party. It's a cultural party. It's not merely merely a cultural party. It is the federal government's party. It is the party of government. That is, as Jerome puts it, it is the party of the state. This is a very different characterization of what's going on in this country, of a Republican Party. Whatever you think of it, it's a political party. It's not a cultural party. It's not the party of the state. It doesn't have control over the bureaucracy and on and on. The Democrat Party has that and more. Have you ever thought to yourself, why does the Democrat Party insist on shutting down the government if it can't spend all this money? Because when you shut down the government, you actually stop the flow of money, at least for a period of time. And the answer is this. Just like Xi in China, Marxist regimes, they play long ball. The Democrat Party will defend the bureaucracy to the end. It insists on expanding it. It insists on making it immune from oversight. So you have a civil service, you have public sector unions, you have the impossibility of moving people out of positions. When's the last time a department was eliminated? They're never eliminated. How about an agency? They're never eliminated. They're expanded or perhaps they're combined. They become increasingly powerful. They're reaching into your homes. They're reaching into your automobiles. They're reaching into your lives. They're reaching into your children's lives. And it's going to get far worse before it gets better. Why? Because until we accept the fact, recognize it, and tell our fellow Citizens, our family members, the Democrat Party is not merely a political party. It is the party of the state. And it wants complete monopolistic control. And so even though people go through the motions of voting, it's the Democrat Party's position and activism that seeks to make it irrelevant whether you vote or not. Because they're the state party. And they will call the shots no matter what. Just another tiny little glimpse into 
The Democrat Party Hates America. I hope you'll grab your pre-orders as quickly as possible. As soon as it comes out, I want you to have it in your hands so we can really jump into this. We have an election coming up, and I think this is very, very important. It's important that our focus be on how diabolical and evil the Democrat Party is. So you can grab your copy right now at Amazon, Books a Million, Barnes & Noble, online. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now, what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. See what we're able to do here, you and I together, it's not going to be done anywhere else. You see what's going on in Russia. People are guessing about consequences and so forth. This is what mostly makes up the media anymore. Just guessing and wondering. It's all fascinating. But then again, we have lessons we can learn from this. And I'm not done with this lesson about the party state, about the Democrat Party, about tyranny and totalitarianism, uh, that the Democrat Party has no intention of giving up its power. It's not going to surrender the bureaucracy. It's not going to even trim it. Now perhaps some people will understand why they're trying to put Donald Trump in prison. Mark, what does that have to do with anything? It has to do with everything. And trying to destroy DeSantis behind him. And I want to focus on the Trump angle for a minute because as president, he was the greatest threat that the administrative state and the party state ever faced. I'll be right back. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. 
Nobody says it better than Mark Levin. I'll go with what Mark Levin said because nobody could say it better. Call in now at 877-381-3811. You're going to see, folks, how everything that is in our face today that's crucially important, too, relates to what I'm talking about. Everything. That's why I think you listen to this program. That's why I think you're interested. I'm not doing a hard sell on the book. I think you'll love the book when it comes out. I want you to be first in line to get it. That's why I'm talking about pre-orders. But the book relates to what you hear on radio and TV. It relates to your actual lives, your liberty, your families and faith. These books seem to resonate. Um, Certainly... Over the course of time, whether it's liberty and tyranny or American Marxism and now this, the Democrat Party hates America. And so here's a perfect example that's got lost. That's got lost over the weekend. CNN, which is a favorite source for the Department of Justice and the Federal Prosecutor's Office. Exclusive. Special counsel trades immunity for fake elector testimony as January 6th probe heats up. Caitlin Pollitz, Sarah Murray, and Zachary Cohen. And Casey Cannon. They needed four reporters. What's it say? Special counsel Jack Smith has compelled at least two Republican fake electors. Listen to how they use the language of the Democrat Party and the prosecutor's office, part of the Democrat party state they're supposed to be reporters there's no such thing as fake electors now somebody might say well one of Trump's lawyers called him fake I don't care who called them what we've had this discussion before it's a historic and constitutional matter you are allowed as a party to send in your own list of electors in a close election in particular in a state in case Congress determines It's going to reject the electors of one party or the other. Hawaii did it in 1960, and it can be done. It's not illegal. It's not obstruction. It's not an attempt to prevent the peaceful movement from one administration to the next. It's called politics. And Congress has the final say, not some prosecutor with a grand jury threatening people. But this is the first time in American history this has been done. Why? Because Jack Smith is not Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Jack Smith is a mob lawyer for the party state, for the Democrat Party. And they are going to do everything humanly possible to stop Trump from becoming president again. Why? Because Trump now knows where all the bodies are hidden. And he's made it abundantly clear he's going to go dig them up. He's going to take care of business. They are afraid for their own survival and their own power. This is why this is going on. The testimony described to CNN by people familiar with this situation. We actually have federal crimes being committed by the Department of Justice that are not being investigated. And they're not going to be investigated for the reasons I said. Comes after a year of relative dormancy around the fake electors portion, that's twice now, of the investigation, and as a parade of related witnesses are being told to appear before the grand jury with no chance for delay. 
That activity could signal that investigators are nearing at least some charging decisions. And a part of the 2020 election probe, sources added. So you have this guy, Jack the Ripper Smith, who's already indicted Trump over a bunch of nonsense involving documents. And now he's going to create all these unconstitutional or anti-constitutional activities here. It's just unbelievable as he's burning down our country. And, of course, nowhere will CNN challenge the authority of this prosecutor. Why? Well, we have the state party and we have the state press. And this is that. Prosecutors initially obtained documents and interviews last spring from many of the Republicans who signed false certificates to the federal government, asserting they were the rightful electors for Trump in seven battleground states won by Joe Biden. They're not false certificates. They're claiming that they are the right electors. And for Congress to sort it out. What do you mean false certificates to the federal government? But the official count was that. There is no official count until Congress makes the final determination. It's right in a damn Constitution. I'll give you an example. You don't have electors, and then they go to the archivist of the United States who counts them and says, okay, here's the electors from, let's say, Pennsylvania. Case closed. Biden won Pennsylvania. No. The archivist collects them and sends it to a joint hearing a joint meeting, I should say, of Congress to make the final decision. That's why you have members standing up, including Jamie Raskin and other Democrat losers, who are, who are challenging elections all the time. Challenge George W. Bush after Florida. It doesn't just end because somebody in, in Florida says it ends. It doesn't just end because somebody in Pennsylvania says it ends. It doesn't just end because the archivist, <coughs> excuse me, of the United States sends the election count over to Congress. It goes to Congress to consider each one. And they can reject them. Is that obstruction? There is absolutely no criminal basis for this. None. And I cannot stress enough how dangerous this is. So if you're going to challenge elections in states, if you're going to challenge them, and I don't just mean with courts, Actually, courts should have almost no say. But if you're going to challenge them, send another slate of electors in, say, Congress, actually, we feel we won. These are the real electors, say the Republicans or the state leg- legislatures. That's a crime? Prosecutors have played hardball with some of the witnesses in recent weeks. This is this guy, Smith. Refusing to grant extensions to grand jury subpoenas for testimony and demanding they comply before the end of this month, sources said. In the situations where prosecutors have given witnesses immunity, the special counsel's office arrived at the courthouse in Washington ready to compel their testimony after the witness indicated they would decline to answer questions under the Fifth Amendment. You see what they're doing here. They're threatening these people with indictment, trials, and imprisonment. If they don't give them what they want, there is your state party. There is the Democrat Party hates America. There is how I link them together and why this is very, very, very important to understand. 
The compelled testimony has allowed the special counsel's office to lock in witness statements of potentially information that other investigators who have looked at the afternoon of 2020 election couldn't obtain. At least one other witness has spoken to investigators in the past two weeks outside the grand jury with an agreement the person would be protected from potential prosecution, another source said. They're destroying these people to get their testimony. Does this not sound like a one-party state monopoly? Does this not sound like Putin's Russia? That is precisely what it is. This is precisely what it is. While Biden skates. While his, while his son skates. Here we have Newsmax. Key player in Trump's 2020 campaign. Mull's special counsel interview. New York Times is reporting that a former Trump 2020 campaign official may cooperate with Department of Justice Special Counsel Jack Smith's probe of January 6th. Election interference, they call it. Oh, it's election interference, is it? According to the report, Michael Roman, Trump's Director of Election Day Operations, is talking with Smith's office about giving an interview called a proffer to prosecutors working for Smith. Should he do so, according to the New York Times, it would be the first known instance of cooperation by a key player in the fake electors plan at the heart of Smith's investigation. He needs a couple of excellent constitutional lawyers that'll put this this damn case to sleep, as far as I'm concerned. They go on. The fake electors plan involved creating pro-Trump slates of electors in key swing states that Biden narrowly won in 2020 to give then-Vice President Mike Pence a reason to challenge the certification of the 2020 Electoral College vote during a joint session of Congress on January 6th, the day Trump supporters rioted in the Capitol. They write, Attorney Merrick Garland, Attorney General, asked Smith with investigating Trump on two separate... All right, so let's just parse those words quickly. The fake electors plan involved creating pro-Trump slates of electors in key swing states that Joe Biden narrowly won in 2020... Now, in some cases, he won, they said, by, what, 11,000 votes, where five and a half million people voted? There's absolutely nothing unconstitutional, criminal, or illegal in any way of sending that other slate of electors. Nothing. You know, it's not like they're laundering something. It's not like they're hiding something. They're opaque. They're transparent as hell, and they're sending it in. And Congress has to look at it. And so they say they sent it because they wanted Mike Pence. Give him a reason to challenge the certification. So what? Then Pence has to make a decision, as do all the members of Congress. Pence made the decision. There was nothing he could do. No harm, no foul. Let's say Pence made the decision. There was something he could do. Since this has never been done before, it's not clear in fact it's ambiguous whether he has that power or not whether mike ludig thinks it or not but in any event it's not a crime and they're threatening to destroy these people i mean to stand up against the department of justice and fight them but who are they fighting the democrat party 
this guy Smith's family is all muscled up in the Democrat activities, whether it's Obama or whomever. That's who he is. But the party runs the Department of Justice under the Attorney General and all the other senior people there. The party runs it. Party runs it in Atlanta, where the other DA is. Party runs it in Manhattan, where the other DA is. These are all party, state, individuals who are trying to put the final nail in the heart of Donald Trump. That's what they're trying to do. I don't even care if you support Chris Christie. I'm explaining what's going on here. We have a grand jury investigating quote-unquote fake electors and then threatening people to testify. Who put you up to this? It also shows you Jack Smith has no knowledge of the Constitution. He's an imbecile, but he's got power. He's got power. More when I return. Mark Lovin. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now, what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. I can't pull this together as well as it is in the book. That's the nature. Every platform has its strength. A book has the strength of being comprehensive. Much like a puzzle pieces, one fitting the next, fitting the next, fitting the next. Radio has the strength of flexibility. In other words, there's no written word. You can move quickly between and among and connect things or not. And TV has the, the power of the moment. Of the moment. So... When I discuss things with you, I'm hoping that's coming together pretty, pretty well for you in the last week or so. I have a, well, four days in explaining this. In a way, the book is very exciting, isn't it? Depressing, but exciting in the sense that it's like I have their game plan. I have their blueprints. I've had it for 150 years. And I'm laying it out piece by piece by piece by piece. It's only a matter of time when this book comes out. You will see the hellish response. And I will duke it out. I got no problem with that. But this is something like you've never read before. 
having written 10 books now, this is something like you've never read before. It's something like I've never read before. There's a lot of talking about what took place in Russia all day long, Mr. Producer. And guess what? Nothing new whatsoever. Everybody guessing, including clueless mobster boss Joe Biden. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Look at this. Just the news. I mean, the evidence is piling up now. Is it not America? New evidence. Congress unmasks a multi-year government plot to protect Biden and sully Trump. From search warrants to charges, federal agencies put thumb on scale of justice and elections, new evidence suggests. And I know what you're all thinking now, right? Because we've been working on this together, you and me. This is the Democrat Party state at work. When the Justice Department (laughs) discovered journalists, excuse me, a storage locker containing evidence against Ex-Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort, a search search warrant was executed immediately. But when IRS agents found a similar storage area containing evidence in Hunter Biden criminal tax probe, they were denied the right to search despite meeting the probable cause standard. Then Biden's lawyers were tipped off, according to new congressional testimony. They were given a heads up and the, the search was blocked. Now, the people who are talking to Congress are not Republican operatives. They are careerists out of the IRS. They are careerists out of the FBI. These are serious people who put their careers on the line to become whistleblowers. And you are seeing more and more, America, just over the last week, just since my Sunday show yesterday. And I want to congratulate the backbenchers, whether they be on radio or elsewhere, it is the time. Press this. This is a Democrat Party mob. It is a Democrat Party agenda. That's what's taking place here. The party government. The state party. Likewise, when federal prosecutors believe there was evidence of crimes at Trump's Mar-a-Lago, They launched an unprecedented and full-scale raid on the former president. (coughs) But when agents wanted to execute a search warrant at Joe Biden's Delaware home because they had probable cause to believe evidence of Hunter Biden tax crimes, again, they were turned down for a warrant to raid the guest house in which the first son was living. They got their other warrants. 
They got their warrant against Paul Manafort. They got their warrant against Trump. But no warrant. And the other matters. And when FBI agents believe former Trump advisor Michael Flynn had committed no crime in the Russia collusion case, they nonetheless conducted an interview with him and what a supervisor concluded smacked of an effort to lure him into lying. That is, charging him for lying. But when IRS and FBI agents wanted to interview witnesses in the Biden case, they were told most were off limits, including the Biden grandchildren, whom agents believe may have unwittingly been entangled in the tax scheme. Federal prosecutor, quote, told us it will get us in hot water if we interview the president's grandchildren. IRS supervisory criminal investigative agent Gary Shapley told Congress in blockbuster testimony last week. That further is an unmistakable portrait being painted by congressional investigators of a whole of government effort to preserve Joe Biden's viability as a presidential candidate while attempting to destroy Trump's reelection effort in 2020. And those of you who are not voting for Trump or don't support Trump, you damn well better start worrying about this, too. Because this is not a one-off. The system has now been changed officially and permanently. The pattern and evidence about the behavior of federal bodies, ranging from the IRS and FBI and spy agencies to the Department of Justice, U.S. Attorney's offices and the National Archives, is enough to even convince one unabashed Joe Biden supporter there's been a scheme to administer unequal justice. Quote, I don't agree that this is necessarily Republicans versus Democrats. A lot of FBI agents are Republicans. This is a separate, separate system of justice for Donald Trump and anybody who defended him or who was close to him and everybody else, Republicans and Democrats alike, says Alan Dershowitz. Now, what's the problem with this? What's the problem with this? And I like Alan Dershowitz. The problem with this is Republicans aren't doing this. The Democrats are doing this. The Democrats did it in Congress when Trump was president. The Democrats are doing it in the DA's offices. The Democrats are doing it now out of the Department of Justice, U.S. Attorney's Office, the White House. There's only one culprit here. It's not Republicans versus Democrats. The Democrat Party, this is crucially important, please. The Democrat Party does not view itself as just another political party fending for election victories with Republicans. The Democrat Party believes it is the state, believes it is the government, believes it is central to all things in your life, and that anybody who challenges it must be destroyed. And the more effective the challenger, the more they need to be character assassinated. Whether it's Sam Alito on the Supreme Court or Clarence Thomas on the court or Neil Gorsuch on the court. They're not worried about John Roberts. Or whether it's Trump who took them on while he was president. And more and more and more. Dershowitz wrote a whole book about the disparate system for Trump called Get Trump. And so this is the situation. Lance Gooden, Republican Texas House Judiciary Committee, 
He said the FBI is the tip of the spear of a judicial intelligence system that has been corrupted by political bias. Please, can we stop saying that is owned hook, line, and sinker by the Democrat Party. Let me try and put it even more bluntly. This isn't our government anymore. It's the Democrat Party's government. Is that pretty clear, Mr. Producer? It's not our government anymore. It's not we the people, it's we the Democrats. Their policies they put in place are intended to strengthen the party. The policies they put in place are intended to redistribute wealth from Republicans to Democrats. The policies they put in place are intended to change the electorate. The policies they put in place are intended to destroy opposition parties, that is, the Republican Party. It's not so much that the Republican Party is effective, quite the contrary, but it dares to stand in the way. This is why I thought DeSantis' speech the other day was so profound, and Trump's too. What I'm saying is this. you got guys running around now talking about cutting a tax here, cutting a regulation there. This isn't about that. This is for all the marbles. Mitch McConnell doesn't even comprehend, or if he does, he doesn't give a crap what's going on in this country. The Democrat Party has devoured the media. They've devoured Hollywood. They've devoured our classrooms. The Democrat Party has now devoured our government. You haven't heard anybody talk to you this way. This is why, as I said last night on Life, Liberty, this is why I have bags under my eyes. I worry about this stuff. I stress over it. I think about it. I read about it. I'm trying to figure out what the hell's going on. That's what happened. That's where we are. That's what's going on. Democrat governors making decisions about your children now being upheld by federal courts. Democrats on federal courts. There were investigations, says Lance Gooden of Texas. Sounds like a good guy. Investigations open that should not have been opened. There were Americans being spied on. Officials of a political campaign for president were being spied on just based on political preferences of those in charge. We cannot have a system where political bias gets in the way of of what the head of the FBI or with the leaders of the FBI are directing or deciding. And that sentiment is shared by some of the federal agents who investigated both Biden and Trump dating to 2016. The whistleblower, the IRS, Shapley said, he testified in his transcript, investigators assigned to this investigation were obstructed from seeing all the available evidence. That is with the Bidens. Detailing a mountain of political interference in their investigations of the Bidens. He also said the FBI testimony and text showing Joe Biden was likely involved in the meeting with Hunter Biden and the Chinese partner. As the family was pressing energy officials for communist country to pay the millions but were kept from probing the 46th president's potential culpability. They couldn't even interview him. Based on guides provided by the prosecutors on a recurring basis to not look into anything related to President Biden, there's no way of knowing if evidence or other criminal activity existed concerning Hunter Biden or President Biden, 
Shapley testified. Shapley is this whistleblower. You remember how the media treated the other whistleblower, that guy Eric What's-His-Face, in the Trump case. Couldn't even say his name. He's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Oh, yeah, he's fantastic. Of course, he worked for Biden and Obama, but that's beside the point. He was a holdover. That's beside the point. We have no information that Mr. Shapley had any kind of political relationship with uh, with Republicans. And Shapley and his second IRS agent, who had been granted whistleblower status by the House Ways and Means Committee, said their team had compelling evidence that Hunter Biden failed to pay taxes all the way back to some of the original monies taken from the Ukrainian energy firm Burisma Holdings, but they were twice turned down by political appointees of Joe Biden to bring charges on those offenses, and then inexplicably the statute of limitations was allowed to expire. Shapley was the supervisor of the IRS team investigating the Hunter Biden case. So here's a career IRS civil servant. He's the supervisor, and he has to go whistleblower status. The formal case agent for the probe backed up his whistleblowing, detailing in an anonymous interview to Congress how evidence of culpability from the Hunter Biden laptop was kept from the team, and the FBI never revealed it, had a trusted informant who obtained evidence that the Burisma monies may have been part of a larger bribery scheme involving Joe Biden that were what was captured on 17 tape recordings kept by a Burisma official. This is exactly why Joe Biden told that government, you get rid of this prosecutor. That prosecutor was investigating Burisma. The second agent's lawyer, Dean Zerbe, wrote a letter last week to Congress revealing his client stated to me that he has never seen this FBI Form 1023, that he does not recall ever hearing about this information being turned over in any meetings with the prosecution team in Delaware. <clears throat> the IRS is saying the FBI never shared with us the information in that 1023 form, which talked about bribery. So the, the head of the mob legal team is the Attorney General of the United States. And the prosecutions and the investigations follow from the state party, the Democrat Party. And then we have, of course, the Durham report that points out just unbelievable misconduct by the FBI and the Department of Justice. Outrageous. And then we have former Assistant FBI Director William Prestop recounted in his notes his Harper, when the FBI and DOJ decided to interview Flynn, then National Security Advisor to Trump, without a basis of it, they had nothing to interview Flynn for. He hadn't committed a crime. So they said, let's catch him in something. And then we have him either for false statements or obstruction. And that's what they did to Flynn. Even though this guy pressed up, the, the senior FBI guy involved in the interview, he said the Bureau was playing games, quote-unquote, with the Flint probe and opined whether the goal was to get the truth or simply to get Flint to lie so he could be prosecuted and fired. Well, we know what they tried to do. Now we also know what? We learned in the last 48 hours that the FBI knew that the laptop was legit, that it was not Russian disinformation. It was not Ukrainian disinformation. 
That laptop was legit. It knew it two months or so before these 51 intelligence officials, including former CIA directors Brennan and Morrell, signed a letter without citing evidence declaring Hunter Biden's laptop, as, as Just the News puts it, emerged in public in October was Russian disinformation. And that letter, of course, was produced at the request at the direction of the Biden campaign. So you got the Hillary campaign involved in this stuff. You got the Biden campaign involved in this stuff. Obama and Biden were both briefed on the fact that there was, uh, there was some issue out there uh, when one was president, the other was vice president, involving Hillary Clinton trying to create uh, a very dirty political trick with Russia, uh, Russian collusion. They knew it. If I come to you with all these stories, it gets complicated, doesn't it, Mr. Producer? And if we just take one at a time as disparate pieces, this just happens and this happens and the IRS. And, and what I'm trying to get across is this, is this is the mob. That the Democrat Party owns the government. That doesn't mean there aren't patriots in the government like these, but it owns it. Comey. You got this guy, this, this Garland, the CIA. They fund this operation. You'll notice the Democrats are never on the side that says we got to cut, except when it comes to the military. We've got to cut. We've got to cut. We've got to cut. We're right. No, we've got to spend. We've got to spend. We've got to spend. They have bought their way into the government. Now they own it like the mob. And their people are running it. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile. If you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save your family over $900 a year. Right now, get unlimited talk, unlimited text, and ultra-fast 5G data for just $20 a month. $20 a month. What about the coverage, you ask? It's phenomenal. I'm on it. Pure Talk uses the most dependable 5G network in the nation. Just go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast to get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data. Just 20 bucks a month. Pure Talk's amazing U.S. customer service team will make switching very easy. So choose a veteran-owned company that cares about keeping jobs in America and saving you money. Go to puretalk.com. Use promo code Levin Podcast for unlimited talk and text with plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. Again, when you go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. I want to thank President Trump. He's, he's been uh, true socialing. You can't say tweeting, can you, Mr. Producer? He's been true socialing. Um, the Sunday Fox show. I thought uh, Will Sharp was unbelievable. I hope you were able to watch it. And uh, Colonel Kemp, who commanded the Afghan forces for the Brits, and who is highly, highly honored and recognized as a great scholar in addition to a great warrior, uh, as we bring additional information to you. 
Let's keep rolling here. Talk about a multi-tiered system of justice. No, there is no justice. There's no tiers to justice. When we talk about Stalin, we don't talk about a multi-tiered system of justice. What we have is the sort of Stalinist mindset, almost Leninist actually, brought to you by the Democrat Party, Biden, and uh, all the rest of them. That's exactly what's taking place here. I'll be right back. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile. If you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save your family over $900 a year. Right now, get unlimited talk, unlimited text, and ultra-fast 5G data for just $20 a month. $20 a month. What about the coverage, you ask? It's phenomenal. I'm on it. Pure Talk uses the most dependable 5G network in the nation. Just go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast to get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data. Just 20 bucks a month. Pure Talk's amazing U.S. customer service team will make switching very easy. So choose a veteran-owned company that cares about keeping jobs in America and saving you money. Go to puretalk.com. Use promo code Levin Podcast for unlimited talk and text with plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. Again, when you go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. Mark Levin, an unapologetic patriot and unapologetic constitutionalist. You can reach him at 877-381-3811. You know, the giveaway, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, was that 110-page Communist Manifesto that Biden and Sanders put out, remember? And I want to remind you, as David Harsani wrote sometime back at National Review, that guy's great, by the way. I'm a big fan of his. He doesn't know it, but how would he? He said Biden's joint 110-page policy wish for the Democrat Party was co-written with the nation's most famous collectivist, Castro-apologist Bernie Sanders. The document is jammed with policies that a moderate Senator Biden would never have embraced. No, because it's filled with Marxist claptrap. And now Biden has bought off on it because he sees that's the road to power. And plus, that's it. If you want to be a Democrat, you want to get elected president, you want to have a shot, you have to be one of them. You have to be one of them. Let me tell you a little secret. I'm probably telling you too much, but I want to do it because I want to do it. Let me read you something. 2021. Politico. This is in the book. By the way, I want to thank President Trump. No prodding from me, not even any contact whatsoever from me. He's just this way. He linked to uh, the Democrat Party Hates America. And I want to thank him for that. He also enjoyed last night's show. I want to thank him for that, too. Here we go. At 6 p.m., two rows of utterly faces appeared on screen, staring into the camera, June Hopkins, Henry Scott Wallace, Tomlin Perkins Cogshill, and James Roosevelt Jr. Their names sound vaguely familiar. It's because their relatives, Harry Hopkins, Henry Wallace, Francis Perkins, 
and Franklin Delano Roosevelt formed the nucleus of one of the most famous and influential Oval Office rosters in American history, writes Politico. Ninety years later, these descendants of the FBR administration have reconstituted his cabinet, and they have played their role with a conscientious sense of purpose. And you'll have to read the rest on your own, but you know what they do? Every day, they talk, they put together their ideas, their plans for a new New Deal. And they want to push Biden, his legislative agenda, to be as quote-unquote transformative as the New Deal. There are all kinds of people working in the shadows, ladies and gentlemen. All kinds of people. And by the way, a lot of them not working in the shadows, but there are an awful lot. That's a perfect example. So you have these activities going on, and then you have, of course, Biden, who is trying to criminalize his opposition, literally criminalize Trump and the Trump campaign. And so we focus on China and Russia, as we certainly should, but in our own country, the Democrat Party and the Biden regime is complementary to the, in many respects, Putin and the Marxists. The Democrat Party seeks to eliminate competition, political competition. And uh, if you look at California, they pulled it off, pretty much. It was once a reliably public... I remember about 20 years ago reading an article, I think early on in this program, where the Democrats and the so-called experts were concerned that the Democrats could never again win California. And in 20 years, the opposite is true. Because what the Democrat Party did when they had a little opening... They changed redistricting. They changed the entire way in which the process works. In nearly every presidential election between 1952 and 1988, except for 64 Goldwater, the Republicans won the state. 52 to 88, 1952 to 1988. So what happened? The Democrat part succeeded in changing the state's immigration system, voting system, and redistricting. And now it has super majorities in both houses of its legislature. Administrative agencies, they're all populated with radicals loyal to the party. So once they get control, like a, like a communist party, once they get control, they're not going to let go. It's not like the party of old. They're not going to let go. That's central to their ideology and central to their power grabbing. And so they want to make California, they want to make the rest of America like California. California was the test case. I want to read you something about Texas. This is from Raphael Bernal at the Hill. It's called Latino. Texas is now a majority-minority state. 
You know, the Hill is largely a stupid newspaper. Who owns this stupid newspaper, Mr. Producer? It used to be a good paper. I don't even know anymore. Anyway, this article's actually okay. Oops, Next Star Media Group. The finest newspaper I've ever seen. Hispanics are the largest demographic group in Texas. This is uh, out yesterday. Outnumbering non-Hispanic white people for the first time since the mid-19th century, according to U.S. data. Census data. Now, first of all, notice I'm not bringing it up. The Hill newspaper is bringing it up under its section called Latino. So I guess I'm allowed to bring it up. Now, why are they bringing it up? Aren't we all Americans? Aren't we all individuals? Aren't we colorblind? No. This is what the Democrat Party has wanted to do. Now, I've got more caveats here. Stick with me. This is why we have open borders. I've said it over and over again. I've been hit over the head over it. I don't care. You can't, you can't pretend what's, not, what's happening is not happening. So they have now finally succeeded. Now, they may have made a mistake. I'll get to that in a second. But let me repeat the first paragraph in this piece in The Hill by Raphael Bernal. Hispanics are the largest demographic group in Texas, outnumbering non-Hispanic white people for the first time since the mid-19th century, according to U.S. Census data. In 2022, the state's Hispanic population reached 12 million, surpassing the non-Hispanic white population and turning Texas into a majority-minority state. That means when you add up all the minorities. Some 40.2% of Texans are Hispanic. 39.8% are non-Hispanic white. The demographic milestone means that Hispanics are the largest demographic group in the two largest states in the Union, California and Texas. For the census population estimates, Texas also breached another milestone last year, joining California as the only two states with more than 30 million Inhabitants. So the two most populated states in the country, really the two biggest continental states, I'm not counting Alaska, are now majority minority. More Hispanics than what do they call them? Than Hispanic white people, than non Hispanic white people. California, they've succeeded in using that and other. And other means to uh, to turn it into a one-party state that can never. I mean, the idea that it could ever elect a Republican is very difficult, at least in the midterm, to imagine. That is their hope in Texas. This is one of the reasons why Ted Cruz came on the program last week. He didn't say it, but I'll say it for him and said we're going to have an incredibly tight race. Because the Democrat Party is changing the electorate. And then when you point it out, you're a white supremacist. But the Hill has pointed it out. So are they owned by white supremacists? And of course, this is part of a strategy. These things don't just happen. Open borders don't just happen. Defying federal immigration law doesn't just happen. Refusing to deport people doesn't just happen. It's a policy of the Democrat Party. Because the Democrat Party comes first. They don't give a crap. 
look, if they were all white Eastern Europeans coming into the country voting Democrat, then they'd support white Eastern Europeans coming into the country. That's it. That's who they are. Joe Biden realized early in his Senate career, if he wanted power and seniority in the Senate, he had to be a racist and a segregationist, and he was a racist and a segregationist. He learns later, if he wants to be president of the United States, he has to be a Marxist and an anti-Semite. So that's what he is. LBJ. Oh, this is in the book, too. May I, may I comment on this? LBJ didn't vote for a single civil rights law, let alone one of these major civil rights laws, until 1960. Because he wanted to run for president, and he knew that's what he had to do. So he votes for this 1960 civil rights law that Eisenhower had pushed. But he goes to Eisenhower. This is all in the book. And he says to Eisenhower, you got to weaken your law, the enforcement mechanisms. You've got to take them out of the law. He said, I can't do that. He said, then I'm going to kill your civil rights bill on the floor of the Senate. And then he goes to his southern segregationists in the Senate, and he says to them, Eisenhower wants to push this radical bill to help the N-word. And he uses it all the time, the enters N-word. But I'm getting him to water it down. So I don't want you to filibuster it. So go back to Eisenhower, really forces his hand to water it down, then goes back to the Senate, where his racist, segregationist colleagues are, a part of the Democrat Party, tells him he took care of it, he's watered it down, votes for it, and then he runs around talking about how he's for civil rights. Now, obviously, the 64 and 65 civil rights laws, 64, 65, the Voting Rights Act, FDR proposed, there's no question about it, but he didn't come to this out of morality or ethics or anything of the kind. He came to it out of pure politics. Man was a racist, pure and simple. What's my point? My point is, they will do anything for power. One day they'll be for eugenics, lynchings. Next day they're accusing the Republicans of what they stood for 50, 60, 70 years ago. Nancy Pelosi says today, the ticket to winning is abortion. I want you to think about that. The Democrats used to say abortion should be rare. And really, mostly in emergency situations. Now they say run on it, abortion on demand. This is a sick party. A truly sick party. Open borders, coddles criminals, doesn't care about victims. It's a sick, sick party. It's been a sick party for a long, long time. Now, what my one caveat is, let's hope there's continuing trend of Hispanic Americans uh, who tend to start increasing their vote percentages for Republicans like they did in Virginia. I mean, over 50% of Hispanic Americans in Virginia voted for voted Republican. And I think the more Democrats favor, uh, what, what was it? 
these pride parades with these people naked and all the rest of it, I think they'll push Hispanics more and more Republican. And by the way, can I tell you something else real fast? There's a lot of gay people out there who are repulsed as everybody else at these people exposing themselves and trying to impose their ideology, whatever their sexual ideology is, on children. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile. If you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save your family over $900 a year. Right now, get unlimited talk, unlimited text, and ultra-fast 5G data for just $20 a month. $20 a month. What about the coverage, you ask? It's phenomenal. I'm on it. Pure Talk uses the most dependable 5G network in the nation. Just go to puretalk.com and use promo code LEVINPODCAST to get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data. Just 20 bucks a month. Pure Talk's amazing U.S. customer service team will make switching very easy. So choose a veteran-owned company that cares about keeping jobs in America and saving you money. Go to puretalk.com. Use promo code Levin Podcast for unlimited talk and text with plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. Again, when you go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. So here's Lindsey Graham. You know, Lindsey Graham sometimes says some of the stupidest things. I'm, I'm, I'm nothing personal. So Israel should give its Iron Dome to Ukraine, Mr. Producer, while it's preparing for war with Iran. You understand this? It's a tiny little country. It's probably going to have to go to war with Iran, which is a much larger country. It's got 150,000 missiles arrayed against it from the Gaza Strip. You've got Hamas and Hezbollah, and then, of course, you have Abbas in and around uh, Jerusalem and beyond. And so I guess Israel should give their fighter jets to Ukraine, too. Look, I'm all for Ukraine, as you folks know. Some of us have our differences. But what what is this? I don't don't even understand the logic of this man. You know why? Because he has none. That's why. Certainly not when it comes to this. I'm working, folks. We're plowing through. Stick with me. There's a lot more, and you won't hear it anywhere else. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. 
Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. It be me, Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811-877-381-3811. We got a good ruling out of, uh, out of an appeals court here. There's a case, as reported by Jazz Shaw at Hot Air, there's a case making its way through the courts in Louisiana. That could have significant implications in a country where protests have grown more numerous and more violent. Back in 2016, long before the summer of love. Oops. Okay, everybody, sing show tunes, but do it silently, please. I've got to lower this thing here. Uh Uh-oh, Mr. Bridget, I can't even find the damn thing. There it is. All right. Back in 2016, long before the summer of love, Black Lives Matter activist DeRay Mexon okay, was already stirring up trouble. Following the police shooting of Al Sterling, a black man, Mexon organized a protest that quickly swelled out of control. Police officer was injured during the scrum and a lawsuit was subsequently launched against Mexon seeking damages. That case has been bouncing back and forth in the courts for years. But now a panel for the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals has ruled to allow the lawsuit to proceed. Ed Reuters columnist Hassan Kanu finds this turn of events to be disturbing because of potential implications for free speech and the right to peacefully assemble. Notice the word peacefully. A federal appeals court, he says, in Louisiana decided last week that a cop can sue a protest organizer for injuries caused by another person during a demonstration, ratifying a novel legal theory that threatens to further suppress protests and First Amendment rights more broadly. I don't even know why certain people refer to the First Amendment at all, or the Constitution at least. This, this contradiction which I highlight from time to time, really doesn't get enough attention. I don't mean just by me, but by everybody. Who wrote the First Amendment? In fact, who wrote all 12 amendments, whittled down to 10 amendments, the Bill of Rights? Who wrote them? Who ratified them? I don't understand. Here's a guy writing about free speech, right? Protected under the First Amendment, right? And we don't want to, we don't want to further suppress protests and the First Amendment, right? Well, the same people who wrote the First Amendment wrote the rest of the Constitution, pretty much. The vast majority of them. Congress did it. The first Continental Congress, excuse me, the first Congress did. I thought we're supposed to hate these people. I I thought the Constitution was the worst document on the face of the earth. But you see, the radical left has it both ways. They will wave around the First Amendment of the Constitution while trashing the Constitution and the people who wrote it. Pathetic. 
says the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals on June 16 allowed an officer who filed anonymously to proceed in his lawsuit alleging negligence against Black Lives Matter activist DeRay McKesson. Court held it's plausible that McKesson is liable for the officer's injuries because they were a foreseeable consequence of his negligent planning. McKesson planned to block a public highway, a crime in Louisiana, which made it likely that a violent confrontation with police would ensue, according to the Fifth Circuit. I love it. In case you've forgotten the specifics of the Alton Sterling shooting, the whole case was a mess. I don't think we need to get into all that again because it's not the point. The point is, if this is upheld and no, uh, no reversal of any kind, that means anybody out there who was injured as a result of a riot that was led by, organized by, or involved Black Lives Matter may have a cause of action. And so the issue is not free speech. The issue is whether you're going to have a right to destroy somebody. Somebody sent me this, a little bit of breaking news. Here's CNN, Jeremy Herb. CNN obtains the tape of Trump's 2021 conversation about classified documents. All right, let, let's stop here. Let's begin right, right here. Somebody leaked this, obviously, to CNN. This is supposed to be part of a case that was brought against Donald Trump. Is this thing going to be tried in the media now? Is that it? Is that it? And CNN basically, for all intents and purposes, not only transcribes it, but has the two minutes on its website because it needs hits. It's desperate. This is obviously coming from the prosecutor's office. And so I want to know, and I want to ask the Republicans on the Hill, and I'm doing it over radio, I want to ask Jim Jordan and, and, uh, and Jamie Comer, uh, are we going to ask the Department of Justice if, it has, if it's conducting a leak, criminal leak investigation? Because you can't have this, folks. I'm not even going to comment on this tonight because I haven't heard it. But let's, let's pretend that he talks to somebody that he says during the course of the discussion that these are classified, I'm not supposed to discuss them, and so forth and so on. I don't know all that, but let's say that's the case. If you listen to Will Scharr last night, and you've listened to him on this radio show, and you've listened to me read his piece, you can't prosecute people for something they didn't think. They need an intent. And the intention here is that you, a couple of levels, that you are conferring national defense information, very specific, to somebody. Uh, and uh, also, when it comes to intent, that you don't believe those documents belong to the government. So there's much more to this than people would have you believe. 
And so somebody needs to be prosecuted for these leaks. They just keep happening. There's no, you'll notice on the whole Biden-Hunter thing, it is whistleblowers coming forward. Right, Mr. Producer? Whistleblowers making themselves known to Congress. Some of them making themselves known to the public. In this case, we have these leaks coming out of the government nonstop. Who do you think's doing this? Somebody who supports Trump or somebody who opposes Trump? Somebody who supports the prosecution or somebody who supports the defense? Somebody who's part of the prosecution or somebody who's part of the defense? It's not hard to narrow down. This is coming out of the Democrat Party regime. It is given to part of the Democrat Party regime's media, Pravda, CNN. And it is constant. And CNN is one of the ones that gets this stuff all the time. It would not be difficult. In fact, it would be easy to find out where this leak comes from. Then go to the various telephone companies, cell phone companies, both at CNN and with this reporter. They can get their warrants if they need to get them. They know how to do that, I think. So the question I'm asked is, why can't the person who leaked this be prosecuted? Of course they can be prosecuted. But who are the prosecutors? Who are the investigators? I mean, that's the question, right? It's not whether they can be prosecuted. It's if they're going to be prosecuted. If there's even going to be an investigation to find out. Now, Trump lawyers, if I were you, I'd be putting together a long list of leaks that have appeared in the media involving your client. Involving this case. I'll bet there's been 50. And I would immediately move for dismissal based on that alone. And I would want to find out whether or not the Department of Justice is conducting an investigation. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Let me dig into this a little bit further, America. You have a right to a fair trial. You have a right to counsel. You have a right to due process. You have a right to a jury of your peers who aren't, you know, influenced by the public record. Every one of those rights have been violated in Donald Trump's case. Even though he's a former president, even though he's a candidate, for president again. Every one of those constitutional protections have been violated. As I just posted, there must have been several scores of leaks against Trump in this documents case involving testimony, documents, audio. They're all obviously coming from the government. Trump's lawyers need to file an immediate motion with a long list of leaks as an exhibit. Asking the entire case be dismissed because of prosecutorial misconduct and the government's effort to influence the jury pool. That's what's intended here. They don't want to try a case in a courtroom And they want to put pressure on this judge not to entertain a serious motion to have this case dismissed on multiple grounds. 
They don't want her to entertain anything that might cause their case to falter. I would go in front of that judge right away, and I would also insist that the court determine whether the Department of Justice has opened criminal investigations into these felonies. These leaks are felonies. I haven't heard a hell of a lot out of the Trump lawyers right now, and they need to get their act together. They cannot allow the Democrat prosecutors and the Democrat Party to direct this litigation. They need to fight back and fight back hard. They have a lot of grounds for fighting back. There's another reason why Merrick Garland should be impeached. I heard somewhat of what Speaker McCarthy said this morning. And uh, <clears throat> your admiration for him, I hope, should have grown by now. This is a tough guy. He's not Paul Ryan. He's not John Boehner. He's not these people. And without him and Jordan and Comer and uh, what's the guy's name? Smith, who runs the other committee, House Ways and Means, Mr. Booth? Jason Smith. Without those three, we wouldn't be where we are today in exposing it. Just wouldn't be. Despite the best efforts of uh, Grassley and Johnson and a handful of others in the Senate, Mitch McConnell has basically squelched everything over there. You don't even see him anymore. It's pathetic. So we can rely on one house. That's it. One house. And even the court there, with our buddy Brett Kavanaugh, his decision with the Chief Justice joining all the leftists on the court. We could lose this majority. In all these states, just takes a few, if they have to redistrict all these states, because Kavanaugh and company don't know how the hell to read a law. But that's a whole different issue. It's time to go on offense, I would say to the Trump lawyers. Maybe they will. And it's also important for them to start mentioning in the public that they find reprehensible this constant campaign by the Democrat Party in the government, the Democrat Party in the media, to intimidate this judge in Miami. It's just unacceptable. Win, lose, or draw, boys. It's time to take the uh, mittens off and put the brass knuckles on. These leaks are crimes. So why are those crimes unimportant, but... Uh, they can concoct these other crimes with respect to documents, or January 6th, for crying out loud. We have a situation with Garland now where we have a whistleblower on the record who was in a meeting with this David Weiss, the U.S. attorney for Wilmington, Delaware. And he wasn't in the meeting alone. He was in a meeting with others. He's the supervisory agent in charge of the Hunter Biden investigation. And apparently they take notes in those meetings. I'm guessing. And what did they determine? That Weiss told him he wasn't allowed to bring charges in two other states. That he was prevented. That's completely opposite of what Garland has said. Under oath. 
And the only way to get to the bottom of this, ladies and gentlemen, isn't with committee hearings per se. It is with an impeachment hearing where you draw people in, put them on oath, you take testimony for the purpose of determining whether the Attorney General of the United States has lied to Congress, whether he's obstructed and committed perjury. Of course, the Pravda media will immediately come to his defense. They are irrelevant. They do not matter. Merrick Garland needs to face impeachment because he needs to face an investigation. And there's no other way to do it. There is simply no other way to do this. And there's nothing wrong with doing it this way. I don't want to hear from the legal analysts. You know, when I was a prosecutor at the Southern District, nobody cares. Or this former attorney general, who's really, in my view, destroyed his entire reputation because of his hate on, not even thinking clearly. It's going down in this country is appalling. I don't hear these legal critics of Trump taking to the airwaves at CNN and MSNBC, or in the case of Bill Barr, all of them, and denouncing this. I don't hear them calling in and saying, we need to talk about this. You're playing that tape. That's all well and good. But that's a felony. No. Is there an investigation? How come these leaks are all one-sided? They're not coming from the defense. Why is that? How come all these leaks help the government, so to speak? How come all these leaks are intended to influence a federal judge and a jury pool? Nah, it's time to kick ass. I'll be right back. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now. 877-381-3811. Here is Kevin McCarthy in his own voice on Fox and Friends this morning. Go. Yesterday, I laid out very, very clearly by July 6th, because of the allegations from the IRS, because of the whistleblowers and the DOJ, our, our Garland, what he is saying and what David Weiss are saying privately are two different things. Right. And if it comes true what the IRS whistleblower is saying, we're going to start impeachment inquiries on the attorney general. Well, it, because, and- as a matter of fact, it shows that. Cut to go. And so it would be great if you had... Call your panel. Uh-huh. You've got the whistleblower. Yes. You've got the attorney general, and you've got the U.S. attorney. Let's see, they're all three the truth. seeing different stuff. Yeah, but what's interesting is the IRS whistleblower that has no political background took copious notes. Can tell you the date. Can tell you the people in the meeting. And and so we could hear. Si- so we could bring six other people in. And the U.S. attorney, you said this here, but the attorney general says something different. Said you had all power and you did right. not. So ultimately, you know, people are looking in, and it looks suspicious. It's more than looks suspicious. Well, I, I understand, but given all the stuff you've uncovered so far, have you found Joe Biden broke any rules, any you know, laws, or let's, does it let's, just let's, look let's, fishy? Hold, hold on. Now, Steve, you know that's not how hearings work. Have you found he's broken? You don't have that kind of 
testimony given and so forth and so on. You don't have subpoenas. Nothing's been done yet that would bring you to that point. That's the whole point of having the impeachment hearings. Go ahead. He, the family created companies when he was a VP. You, you get 1023 saying people had to pay them to get influence. We now see foreign governments have paid. If, if you create a company, why wouldn't you have an office? Why wouldn't you create something? Why do you get paid by shell companies and forward it to other shell companies then to go down to pay family members that never work into it? None of it smells right. None of it is right. They talk about the big guy, but... I believe firmly we have to have a constitutional reason of where we go, and we want to follow the facts wherever it takes us. Every day we're finding new facts. Tell you, he's turned out really to be a hell of a speaker in my view. <clears throat> you don't always have to agree with everybody, but he's really hammering away. You would not see this under a Paul Ryan. You would not see this under a John Boehner. They'd be going out talking about all the extremists. Anna Mavaro is married to a former Republican apparatchik out of Florida. I think he was a big Jeb Bush guy. Somehow, I think he got a hold of CPAC at one point and ran that for a while. I believe that's right. She, of course, is a dunce. A disgusting reprobate. That's why she is on TV. You have to be a true, complete chameleon. And a grifter. But, you know, you have to live with yourself. And apparently, she's not worried about that. Anna Navarro on The View today, she's very upset about poor Joe Biden and how the Bidens have had to handle this. It's so sad. Cut three, go. The Hunter Biden story, the scandal, the this, the that, it's also the story of a father's love. And Joe Biden has never and will never give up on his son, son, Hunter, and will never treat him lesser than. And so he is a father first. Take it or leave it. That's who he is. That is part of his heart. There was 380 people at this at this dinner. It's not like Hunter was sitting at Merrick Garland's lap. It was a bunch of, of, of people. And, and, and I think uh, part of the reason that Hunter. Now Biden you know why she's on The View. Equally as stupid. And a complete hack. Democrat Party hack. She feels for Hunter Biden. How about for his daughter in Arkansas? Does she feel for her? How about the young lady who's the mother of the daughter in Arkansas? Does she feel for her? How about this guy dated Bo's wife? That is, after Bo died. And then cheated on Bo's wife with Bo's wife's sister. Not too sleazy there, huh, America? How about this guy and his purchase and use of a, vi- a pistol? What about that? No, 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 that's okay. Tax cheat. No, that's okay. Front group setup. You heard what he said on the text and so forth. Trying to... <laughs> Millions out of the communist Chinese. She would never talk that way about a Trump kid or anybody else. What a complete jackass. Meanwhile, this Hunter Biden goes to the dinner like nothing's going on. Goes to the dinner, he's here with daddy. Then daddy goes to uh, 
Camp David. He goes with Daddy. Of course, they never discuss business, ever. These two are very, very well trained in terms of following the law, aren't they? They always follow the law. They never follow the law. They're punks. Punks. So they ask Amy Klobuchar, and people forget about Amy on Meet the Depressed. It wasn't long ago when her staff voted her the worst senator to work for. Why? Amy would go send them out to get a comb or a brush, stuff like that. We never hear about that about Amy anymore. Why? She's so swell. Again, Democrat Party's in control. They're in control of the media and all the rest. Fetterman, Fetterman's Einstein, you know. And A.B. Klomacher's uh, little mismanners. Cut four, cut four, rather, go. I brought up the state dinner. Do you think it was appropriate for Hunter Biden to be at the same event uh, as the Attorney General Merrick Garland was in the same week he uh, accepted a plea deal? You know, I think as the president explains, that's his son. That's a separate thing. And I would like to say um, about that. that Isn't decision- it funny how they bring up the son defense when it comes to Biden, but it's of no consequence with Trump or anybody else on the Republican side. Merrick Garland's at this state dinner, and now so is Hunter. Anybody have a problem with that? My Amy Klobuchar does. In fact, she, she sort of snorts there. What, what, do you, what do you mean? At least Chuck Todd asked a good That's like his first good question ever. I thought they are giving him the big boot. That's like his first good question ever. Go ahead. Been a prosecutor who is a Trump-appointed U.S. attorney. Uh, who so had- uh, what does this have to do with anything, you jerk? Plus all the other allegations going around with the whistleblower. Why do you pretend they don't exist? Go ahead. Ten years of experience, well-respected. Philadelphia Inquirer reported that he was a registered Republican. So what? He- So was Walsh, who couldn't wait to try and take Reagan out. As if they're registered Republicans. What does that have to do with it? What's the registration of Garland? He's the one in the dinner that we're talking about. He's accused by a supervisory agent with the Internal Revenue Service on the record of lying. That's a big damn deal, America. Go ahead. And made that decision. And by In the fact, way- I'll go further. Why is Garland at the state dinner? When there's issues not only about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden out there, but he's in charge of the, of the war against Donald Trump. You don't invite a guy like that at a state dinner. There's no way Ed Meese would have gone to a dinner like that. <coughs> Excuse me. My attorney general, with events like this swirling around. But they're cocky. They don't care. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Go ahead. Americans want to run on. Ah, shut up, you idiot. Let's go to cut five. Go. I'm going to ask you a couple of political questions here. We got a new poll out. Uh, we asked various questions having to do with President Biden and his ability to do the job. Uh, does he have the mental and physical health to serve? Um, the concern among Democrats has doubled since October 2020. It was only one in five Democrats that had that concern before Election Day 2020. It's now over 40 percent. It's 43 percent. Um, you were just with the president at the state dinner. What are, do you have any concerns? 
Chuck, Chuck, Chuck. Two in a row? If you had conducted yourself this way before, maybe you'd still have that job. I mean, you're in it now, but not for long. Rather than disgracing yourself trying to be a Ryan Stelter. Let's hear what Klobuchar has to say. He's probably the most brilliant person she's ever met. Go ahead. No, I don't. Uh, he did so well at that state dinner. Um, I think we all saw his power. Uh, at the well, you know, he was great at that state dinner, Biden was. He knew when to use a fork. He cut his own meat. Oh, yeah. Kept his hands to himself. Didn't smell anybody's hair. He was unbelievable. Didn't grab anybody's boobs. He was something else, this Joe. He was unbelievable. He was sharp. Go ahead. Our party is united behind him. Why? Because we work in a results-oriented business. No, 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 that's not why. Because like good little commies, you're always behind whomever. It doesn't matter if they can think or not. This is how you gain power and keep power. Our party's united behind him. What's his name? Joe. Notice it's always a party thing. It's always a party thing. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. In one interview with uh, Jen Pasaki. Did they put her up against me yet? No, they haven't, Mr. Producer. They must not think much of her. She smears Donald Trump, Sam Alito, Clarence Thomas, and, of course, Jen Psaki being the propagandist buffoon that she's always been and handed a TV show. She doesn't mention that there's dark money behind ProPubica, the news outlet, that is writing all this nonsense about these three conservative justices. And so they work with the Democrats, you see. They coordinate, and so the Democrats say, we really need to get more ethics rules here. We really need to do a better job. And some of the Republics jump in, too, because they're too stupid to understand what the hell's going on. So this is how the game works. You understand? Billionaire Democrats to Democrat media to congressional Democrats, and it is a circle uh, fest. We'll call it that, Mr. Producer. So let's take a call or two and let's engage. Go right ahead. On the Levin app, Jason in Oklahoma City. Go right ahead, please. Yes, Mark. Thank you very much. I want to say to you on a personal note, we need you. We need Donald Trump in the White House. I believe he will be reelected in 2024, and I believe we are going to get also the White House, the Congress, and the Senate. But the problem is, like you've been saying, 100%, you're right. They are not going to give it up. They're going to go run to the Supreme Court and blame everything on Trump and the Republicans. They'll even say we cheated in the election. They're going to take their good Now they're going to take to the streets. Yes. They will do that also, all those things. Mm -hmm. The the point I'm making is this. Trump cannot give up. We cannot give up. I don't think you can worry about him. 
I don't. I don't think he's ever going to give up. And uh, but we cannot give up. I agree with you a hundred percent. And I want to thank you for your call, my friend. I appreciate you. How much time is left, Mister Producer? Let's take another call. Whom do we have? WABC, Alex in Brooklyn. Go right ahead, please. Hey, good evening, Mark. Thanks so much for taking the call. You know, you mentioned Jen Psaki. You know, the best thing that ever happened to her was that Karine Jean-Pierre took her over because now people are like, hey, Jen Psaki wasn't so bad because at least she said she'll circle back. Karine Jean-Pierre just says, don't ask me the question. Ask someone else the question. Yeah, exactly. But I wanted to comment. And I want to ask you about this, that I'm seeing the, the Democratic media, which is controlled by the Democratic establishment, they're actually asking some tough questions of the Biden administration. Now. Don't get carried away. I saw somebody deal with that tonight, too. Yeah, but They're going to ask questions, and then they know they're not going to get the answers. And let's see how they treat the Republicans when the Republicans finally get some answers. The only time the Democrat Party media will actually go after Biden is they figure they have to take him out in order to get a replacement as soon as possible. Or they'll lose the presidency. That's their thinking. But they never do any of this out of earnest. They don't do it because they they actually want to get to the truth. Uh, So keep that in mind. It's not like all of a sudden they've had an epiphany that says, hey, we should be reporters. No, I thought it's maybe just that they want to get rid of Joe Biden. because They might. You might be on to something. He's electable. He's not electable in the general election, and maybe they'll appoint uh, John Fetterman because he's also controllable. He's also a cognitive <laughs> and physical mess. You know, you got Gavin Newsom waiting in the wings, but uh, Gavin Newsom is not controllable. So, uh, seriously, you know, no- Gavin uh, Gavin Newsom. Why is he considered some smart? He's a moron. I mean, who are the smart Democrats left? Seriously, most of them got the hell out of the party. All right, my friend. Thank you for your call. Now, ladies and gentlemen. I can't sit here every night, and you don't want me to, to read from my book. But I will from time to time because I think it's relevant as hell. I want you to get a flavor for it. You don't want to buy something, perhaps, if you don't know anything about it. You're learning a lot about it. And it is the longest book I've ever written. It's over 300 pages. But it doesn't mean it's the hardest to read that I've ever written. It's not. And you're going to read stuff like there, and the light bulbs are going to go on. You're also going to say, now that makes sense. Now I understand what's going on. I didn't know this about Franklin Roosevelt. I didn't know this about this one and that one. So the book takes you on a journey and brings you to today. And it enables you to be the Thomas Paines and the Paul Revere's. People, I keep reading people saying, he doesn't give us any solutions. Every damn one of my books provides solutions, Mr. Producer. What they want a lot of people say he doesn't give a... is they want somebody to do something for them. It doesn't work that way. We all have to take a little piece of this and do it ourselves. And do it ourselves. There's not a person on radio, before or now, that is more activist-oriented than I. Period. Period. And that's not to put down anybody. There's a lot of great hosts... I'm just making the point. If you get a shot, I hope you'll run over to Amazon and get your the Democrat Party's Destroying America. We're at number five. We'd love to get it to number one. Or if you prefer Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, or any of those sites as well. We salute you all, all you heroes out there. I want to thank you. And God bless you. And I'll see you tomorrow.